To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by pbandjoey.com. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information. $35 or more gets you free shipping. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey, everyone. Here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal? Investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets are all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. I deserve to be held responsible for my actions, even if that means going to jail. You heard him, other cops. Let's take him in. He doesn't know our names, does he? I don't think he does. Wait a minute. Peter didn't shoot my son. I did. <gasps> Peter was just taking the blame for me. He's a good friend. Uh, Mr. Brown, what exactly are you saying? I'm saying that I, Cleveland Brown, a black man, shot Cleveland Brown Jr., another black man. Wait, wh where did everybody go? You want to make the media go away? Just mention black-on-black -black crime. JayAirPositiveSarcasm.com recorded here at the Spare Parts Studio. Happy Sunday, everybody. You can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook.com slash POS sarcasm and Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. TikTok at positive sarcasm, where I oddly enough get my most views. Wonder if it has something to do with that old algorithm. Uh, YouTube, Positive Sarcasm and Positive Sarcasm Podcast is where you can get the clippy clips, which I got a, I'm working on. I spent two hours uh, just working on audio sampling. If any of you, you know, audio grunts out there, I feel your pain as far as when you're just diving into making like that perfect uh, a sound clip and getting like the repeat. Like I'm working on a specific video and i can't i can't uh really divulge what i'm working on right now i've led but i have a case i am working on it and i wanted a specific sound for it and that's like the hardest thing to do because when you're creative it's like jordan peterson talks about this when you are a creative person super creative 
you uh, are led, your thought will lead you down a path and then you'll start to become interested in that path of, oh, this looks interesting. Let me work on that. And you just work on all the creative ideas and you lay out everything that you think is interesting for it. And then you just start putting things together. Well, the problem is, is when you start going down that path and you start being creative with it, depending upon if you stall or you become disinterested in that project, another idea will pop in your head and that will shoot into another project. And then you start working on that project. And then when you start to maybe stall, or maybe you'll finish that project, but then you'll get another idea will come into your head and you'll start working on that and another idea. And that's the thing is you have like a slate of projects that you've been working on, but nothing necessarily finished. Now that, that's, that shows the good and the bad of being creative. Whereas if you're so, so solely linear, like you do one thing and you focus on one thing only, like I'm a plumber or I'm an audio engineer. Well, if you're a creative, you have, you're going down all kinds of different avenues. You're constantly exploring, which is cool because then you have, you've started something that maybe somebody else should finish, but at the same time, it's not finished. So I have to, I have that problem. Like when I start, like when you notice, I was doing tons of videos. I was doing a, a, a video every single week, which was a challenge for me to do 100 episodes, budget-wise, traveling-wise, restrictions here, there, everywhere. Um, and then on top of that, I was starting the podcast again. And then when the podcast started going, the video clip, the videos per, well, per year went from 50 to, went from 60 down to 25 and then down to like five or six because the podcast took up, takes up a lot of time. You know, believe it or not, there's the research, there is the fact checking, there is the prep, there is the editing on top of that. So there's that. And then there is, of course, the other things that I'm working on when I'm working on with other clients. So it's just like, like starting all this stuff, it, I have, I do feel like I become linear in, in terms of, uh, just having the podcast. Now, I was going to expand, like I was working on the Cyberpunk project, I was working on Disconnect, I was working on a couple other projects that I was working on, and then COVID happened. COVID happened, not to me, because I don't give a fuck about it, but the idea that everything closed. And it was the and on top of that, it was the wintertime. So wintertime, COVID, which extended the wintertime, basically, um, made, and then I had other focuses on top of that. So it kind of killed my creativity where it stood. So there was, my car was not available for a few weeks because some jackass hit it and I had to have it re repainted. So that took my car off the road for about a month. Then COVID. Um, and then a couple other things. It just, it just fucking compounded. And then on top of that, just being creative and not being able to focus on one project. And then Finally, when you get that one piece of the puzzle together for that project, like for me, the first thing is the audio. The audio to me is the most important piece of making a vlog or making a video in general. Without it, you're not setting the right vibe for the message that you want to display or display, put out in general, convey to the audience. Because you could be hot, like, you know who was really good at that is Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino was a master at, when, because he used music that was already out there, he used oldies and classics and old rock and stuff, and it was this irony, this contradiction of playing like upbeat songs, like from Reserv Reservoir Dogs was his first big thing where everybody was like, "What was that?" Where in that movie, 
where he he uh, there's a scene where Michael Madsen Michael Madsen goes to cut out the other guy's tongue. I think is it his tongue or his ear, something like that. He goes to like basically cut off a, a dude's body part, and he's but he's dancing the whole time. He's dancing to "Stuck in the Middle with You." And it's just a fascinating song because it's so upbeat and happy, but at the same time, this dude is about to dismember this other dude. And they, oddly enough, it's humorous, it's dark, it twists. It twists the 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 fruit in such a way where it gets the most juice out of the mo- the cinematic moment. Because you could use like dark music. You could use dark music to convey a terrible moment. You could use no music to just leave the moment in the raw. Like uh, when Michael Mann did that scene from uh, Heat where it was just gunfire. That's an amazing scene. You can go look that up. Look up Mike. Look, go and go and Google Michael Mann Heat gunfight scene. That it's one of the greatest scenes, most uh, uh, jaw-dropping scenes in cinema in cinema history. It's just insane. But there's no music until like the last forty-five to sixty seconds of the gunfight scene because it kind of kind of tails off towards the end. But with stuck with Reservoir Dogs and Quentin Tarantino, it just twists. Instead of using dark music or no music, he uses a song that's so light and you think of like you're cleaning the kitchen or you're going for a drive or you're listening to something at the beach or it takes you back to a time where you're in the car with your parents. And back in the day when you didn't have the luxury of, uh, I don't know if I call it a luxury, but you didn't have the, the idea of putting on your headphones and listening to fucking you know, Rihanna or Lil Nas X or whatever. But back then, you listen to your parents' music. You listen to your parents' music at a young age instead of nowadays where we discover it much older. And you, it reminds me, I, you know, this song, Stuck in the Middle of You, reminds you of that. So it reminds you of a happy moment or a simpler moment in your life. And then you pair it with a grotesque, violent scene. It's brilliant. So the idea is I wanted to... But in that song, there's no depth to the lyrics. So if you had strong lyrics paired with the lightness of the of the of the sound of the music, paired with a grotesque scene, it changes the contrast of the scene altogether. Whereas I'm working on something that is has a uh, a, a, a light um pantomime it has pantomime the song is huge it's one of the biggest biggest songs ever made and it has a remix to it and i'm being i know i'm being vague but i'm trying to word i'm I'm trying to think through this this is what this podcast is for is to talk my way through things so i can figure it out you have to understand my approach to understand me and why i shoot video the way i do so the idea that you take the song that has a lot of is pantomime it's a big moment with huge lyrics and then you pair it with devastating video i shocking video um rebellious video tragic video and you pair the two together and it makes the video makes the concept so much bigger but you have to walk that line is it too light is it too dark are you trying to scare people 
Are you trying to go towards the middle? Or are you trying to convey a different message altogether? And I'm generally trying to convey something different. Generally speaking. Um, so for this video, I'm trying to show a contrast and more of a highlight reel. And then maybe a, a, a dab, a splash uh, of my inner thoughts. So that's when you st so my advice to you as a a video creator never cheap out on the music that you're using or the sound effects that you're using when making a video it can cheapen it's like how would i describe it it's like a $40 angus steak yeah it's like a $40 steak you go to a restaurant you buy like a 50 dollars steak and then you just put ketchup on it. Or you put or you just sprinkle a shit ton of salt and pepper. But go with the ketchup. Like you bought this huge steak, super, you know, you know, pro properly marbled, you know, grain fed fed or grass fed, and then ketchup. So you could have the you could have, you know, high resolution cameras, slow motion, fucking drones, and you know, all this extra gear. And four you're shooting in four K. And then you just throw on some generic rock music, or throw on or uh, throw on some generic rock music, or generic royalty-free, copyright-free music that you found on YouTube. So many creators do that, and it's it can turn a brilliant project into utter dog shit. It really can. It's it is something I it's I'm an observer of that. I am a critic. Of my as much as I'm a critic of other people's stuff, I am a huge critic of myself. As far as these avenues of how you create content, so I never want to just make stuff just to make stuff. I want to make something that I think is good and that is a finished product. That's something I can look back on in time and be like, I can make that. I could have made that better now, but I'm still glad I made it. And I look back at stuff that I made two years ago, and I'm like, ooh. I'm not sure what I was doing, but I remember when I was making it, the the reaction it evoked from some people, some people. But now I look back at it and go, ugh, I could have done so much better. But I get it now. I get what I was trying to do, and I get why they saw it like that. And it's it's cool. That's art. It's a learning process, and it's not a concrete thing. Everybody interprets it in different ways, and it creates discussion. And I think that discussion of that discourse of ideas in dialogue is super important. But the idea of being creative, as JP says, being creative takes you down certain a ton of that, multiple avenues all at once. But you don't finish anything. And that's the thing that most creative people have, most problem that creative people have. Whether you're making music, making videos, making both, or just making content, some type of content, whatever it is. It's difficult. But if you have a tried and true method that gets you to that finished product faster through whether it's simplified programs that you use, then it's then great. Then you can finish a project and move on to the next one. But just starting, for me, the music is the most important thing. So when I finally nail down the music and the, and the sound effects that I want to use, I finally can envision the video in my head. And that's when I actually can sit down and go, okay, I'm going to create this. 
and I had the music to it's like a it's like a footpath up a mountain. It's like when you go hiking up a mountain. It's like, you know, it takes you two hours, three hours to get to the top. But there's a footpath ahead. So there's a path, and that path is the music. And you follow that footpath. As long as you follow that footpath, you will eventually get to the top of the mountain. And the top and the top of the mountain is the finished product. And then of course descending it is how you deliver it. Okay, I'm at the top of the mountain. How do I get this out how do I get this finished product out to the people? Well that's simple. Social media, uh YouTube, subscriptions, emails, that's how you do that. So I think I have something here, but we'll see. Uh last week I so yeah, that well, that's the end of that little rant. That's my creative path. I gotta pee. Um anyways. So I did have some stuff. I went on some introspective thing last week, and uh, of course I did some Q and A. But I just I, I don't know. I had some, I had a bunch of articles that I was going to read as I always do. But Sunday leftovers is the perfect time to go through them. Um, I did have an article about not everybody eating can eat vegan, but this one's kind of important because Elon Musk I think is one of the most important people in our time in a good way. This is from ARS Technica, a, a website that I have read from before, and if you don't know who a Jeep Ajit Pai or Ajit Pai is, he is the uh, lead of the FCC, the Federal Communications, whatever, FCC, the Federal Communications Commission. And chair, the, the, the chairman of, the, of that is Ajit Pai. And he is like, he's loved and he's hated. Um, he's kind of an odd dude, but whatever. I mean, this is more about Elon Musk than, this article is more about Elon Musk than Ajit Pai. And the chairman of the FCC decides a lot of things. He's the one who res- who's res- mostly responsible for net, neutral- net neutrality kind of li- being left up to the states. He's responsible for a lot of decisions that federal FCC guidelines. It's uh, which frequencies are used for what transmitters and all kinds of other crazy shit that you haven't even thought about. But this article talks about where the federal communications, I'll read the top piece. Federal Communications reverse course on whether to let SpaceX, owned by Elon Musk, and other satellite providers apply for rural broadband fund rural broadband funding as low latency providers. But Chairman Ajit Pai has said companies like SpaceX will have to prove they can offer low latencies, as the FCC does not plan to fund untested technologies. All right, I'm going to continue to read this because I want to kind of vouch for Elon Musk, just in my opinion, from what ha- what I've seen him do what he's accomplished, what he's still planning on doing, and just in general, uh, what yeah, what he's accomplished, what he has out there, and what are his plans. Uh, Pajit's, Pai's, Ajit Pai's original proposal classified SpaceX and all of the satellite operators as high-latency providers. For the purpose of funding distribution, say the companies haven't proven they can deliver latencies below the FCC standard of 100 milliseconds. Pi's plan to shut satellite companies out of low latency categories category would have to put them at a disadvantage in reverse auction that would distribute 16 million from the Rural Digital Opportunity Fund. Now, here's the thing. When we're talking about latency, that is say you are streaming or you're clicking on a button that takes you to a certain website. It the time it takes for your internet service provider to receive that information, retrieve your information, retrieve the information you requested and send it back to you. The thing is, is that with cable, 
you generally have, with cable internet, you generally have low latency. So quick response times, faster download speeds, faster upload speeds, faster everything, better streaming. There's no clog. It's much faster. The problem with cable, though, is it's, uh, it's con- owned, controlled, and run by the mob. Completely. So, but because it's the fastest, it's controlled by the mob, um, and mostly reliable, it gets funding. It does. It, it, it basically does. There's a lot of incentive and, and tax breaks for cable companies. But generally speaking, they're run by assholes. And these assholes don't have other competition. Well, and the problem with satellite television, not satellite television, satellite internet is you have these high-orbit satellites. You send information to the satellite, and then it comes back, but it doesn't come back. The information, the packets of data, don't come back as fast as you need them to. Not want them to, need them to. So streaming would buff, streaming would be too slow and too low quality, and uh, VPNs, virtual private network connections that are required by healthcare companies and other companies that have secure data, they need a, a VPN, high-speed, constant connection that, from what I understand, satellite internet cannot provide because the data takes too slow which can create gaps in service, which we can turn off, which can shut off a VPN and kill a stream. That's not good. However, we don't, so basically that's, it's just not good. Satellite internet is fucking garbage and it's too expensive. And especially in rural areas of the United States, even in the United States, there's a lot of rural areas that don't have cable internet. They don't have DSL either so they have to rely on satellite internet but satellite internet is far too expensive and it's far too slow we're talking oh what like a hundred or two hundred multiple yeah hundreds of dollars a month for like 25 megabit per second maybe whereas dsl is like 100 150 and comcast claims it's like 150 200 uh but it's not it's more like fucking 30 to 40 because they throttle everything. But still, it's fast enough to create a constant, high-definition exchange of, of data. But SpaceX is working on... They're launching... Lo- Why do you think... What do you think SpaceX has been in the news so lately? They've been launch- They've been creating all these new uh, reusable uh, rockets, and they've been launching satellites into space. Well, what are those fucking satellites? Low-orbit satellites. SpaceX is launching low-orbit satellites in altitudes ranging from 540 kilometers to 570 kilometers, a fraction of the 35,000 kilometers used with geostationary satellites, providing much lower latency than traditional satellite services. SpaceX told the FCC that its Starlink service will easily clear the 100-millisecond cutoff, and FCC Commissioner Michael O'Reilly urged Pi to let LEO companies, uh, LEO companies apply in the low-latency tier. The FCC voted to approve the updated auction rules yesterday. The final order isn't public yet, but it's clear from statements by Pi and other commissioners that SpaceX and other LEO companies will be allowed to apply in the low-latency tier. The satellite companies won't gain automatic entry into the low-latency tier, but they will be given a chance to prove 
that they can deliver latencies below 100 milliseconds. I quote, I am grateful to the chairman for agreeing to expand eligibility for the low latency performance tier and change language that was prejudicial to certain providers, O'Reilly said yesterday at FCC's meeting. While a technology-neutral policy across the board may have been more effective in promoting innovation and maximizing the value of rate-payer investments, I recognize that a balancing act was necessary to reach the, the current disposition. FCC will apply very close scrutiny, of course, to make sure that the standards are met properly. Uh, SpaceX is aiming to provide service later this year, and CEO Elon Musk has said the company is aiming for low latency below 20 milliseconds. Uh, support of the low latency, blah, 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 blah. SpaceX, okay. SpaceX excluded from gigabit tier. Well, gigabit, first of all, don't worry about gigabit. Gigabit as a customer, as a standard consumer, you don't have to focus on. That's for like commercial businesses. If you are a user who needs high-speed internet and a VPN connection, you need, I'd say, 30, at minimum, a constant speed of 30 to 40 megabit per second. That's what you need. In order to work from home, high-speed internet, streaming, video games, fast downloads, fast uploads, that's what you need. And uh, Elon Musk is saying that he can do that. The ISPs can see funding in census blocks where no per offers home internet speeds at least 25 megabit per second downstream and 30 megabit per second upstream. The 16, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so let me just read this again. ISPs can seek funding in census blocks where no provider offers home internet speeds of at least 25 megabits downstream and 3 megabits upstream. So we're trying, I want to see if, let's see, technology neutrality. I'm trying to see if Elon Musk can get into the market where, Here's the thing. If he gets speeds down low enough, if Elon Musk and other people like him can get download speeds low enough, or excuse me, download speeds and upload speeds fast enough in rural areas to where it starts to become competitive with other cable companies, then people can basically start ditching their fucking cable. Because if he's doing it in rural areas, the more demand there is, the cheaper it will become. And that's the great that's a great thing. This most likely could be one of the ways we are able to truly cut the cord from cable providers that squeeze us for everything they're worth, everything our we're worth, and then some. So if we can get latency speeds uh good enough in the rural areas where there's no internet availability at all other than expensive shitty cable, or sh- expensive shitty satellite then maybe Elon, who has obviously said, I'm going to make an electric car. It's going to take me 15 years to do it right, but I'm going to do it right. He did it. He's got the Model 3, the Model X, and the Model S. Fastest production car I've ever fucking seen, I think. It's it's insane how fast it is. It's a, it's a pretty decent looking car. It's nothing to write home about, but it has, it's, he done it. He's done it, and people can buy it. People can lease it. They'll eventually become used. He's made them so easy to use, and they're safe. Yeah, I get it. There are some times you read on the news where one maybe crashed or knocked somebody over or burst into flames, but for the most part, this is a mass-produced car, and he's won. He's won. And then he's basically, he's got the, and I trust Elon where 
he has a lot going on in his head, and he's trying to ultimately do good. I don't trust Jeff Bezos. I trust Elon Musk. And when I say I trust Elon Musk, I trust him with the fate of humanity. He's given me no reason to be worried otherwise. And he's also got that cyber truck, which looks pretty dope. And he's working on the semi truck too. The semi the yeah. The big fuckers. Um also, he's got the boring company. And he's got SpaceX. We need to go into space. We need to be pioneers again. We need to look up at the stars and remember what that that means something. He's doing that. And he's making all these things. He's doing it. He's got the funding. I mean, his stock price for fucking Tesla went over $1,000, earning him an $800 million payday. Um, He's got like six kids, by the way. So I trust him with that. He's making, he's the chances of, he's making electric vehicles affordable, which will take a lot of the scrutiny off of, elect, off of gasoline powered cars, which means he will make the gas powered, the petrol powered car still practical because they'll have to keep up. He does. If if it was, yeah, he would because oil eventually. I think would they're saying that oil could eventually run out at this rate. Whether it does it does or doesn't is up to debate, but I could still keep my Mustang and drive a Tesla, or something to that effect. That's cool. Then uh, having satellite internet would allow me to cut the cord altogether with cable bullshit, having faster download speeds depending upon the weather and all the other kinks that could be worked out. But it opens up the pl- it opens up the playing field at least. It gets the ball rolling, abundant and inexpensive. Then he's got the boring company, where he's allow he's allowing to where he's digging tunnels in L.A. and he's digging tunnels in Las Vegas. By doing so, he's creating these hyperloops and taking traffic that's all condensed. You ever seen traffic in Los Angeles? It's insane, especially lately with the protests. Uh, plane uh. Excuse me. You've got air travel, you've got land travel, and then you've got underground travel. And then you you can bypass the highways and just use the underground network, allowing you to get from point A to point B at like 100-something miles per hour with that with 99.99% safety. So, And it's making it lighter. Tra- there's less traffic up on the surface level, which makes it safer to drive. And the fact that obstacle avoidance is becoming a big thing in cars nowadays. Making it even safer. So I trust him with that. So he's digging holes and shit. At the same time, he's made, he made like fucking a ton of flamethrowers. They all sold out. The guy has, he it does have fun. He does have fun. So he's making flamethrowers. He's launching rockets into space for multiple different reasons. He's pushing NASA to be better. At the same time, He's such a, he's, I mean, if I could ignore all the other bullshit on the internet, on Twitter, excuse me, I would just follow him because he does. He just kind of says what he thinks. He also thinks that marijuana should be decriminalized and because it should be decriminalized, people who have low level nonviolent drug offenses for marijuana should be released from prison. And I agree with him. If something's legal now, completely legal then, yeah, we got to change the course of, of history in, in that aspect. If you didn't do any, if nowadays you it's not considered wrong, well, that needs to be discussed. And he champion, he's championing that. Joe Rogan agreed with it, obviously. So I just think that overall, and I know some of these things I haven't really researched a lot of, 
But the guy, I think, in my opinion, you could argue it, but I think he's trying to do good. I think SpaceX is trying to bring the world together in a more positive way. He's trying to think, make things more affordable. And the guy is a certified genius. And I think that with him pushing his way, uh, pushing his way against any federal uh, organization, including the FCC, is a good thing. Pushing back on them is great. Pushing back on them is awesome. Um, and I think Elon Musk's and his chairman and his board are doing an excellent job in, well, trying to open up the world to access to more information properly, faster, and less expensive. And I would I would love to see if this uh, low-latency internet would be something that applies to me within the next 10 years, in the next five years, because he's moving along pretty quickly. And then he's got this other thing he's working on called Neuralink, where he's trying to, he could be solving a ton of disabled people's issues through this, basically this magic chip that you shove in somebody's head, and now all of a sudden they can see again. He's doing some incredible things. And I think he's doing it ultimately for the good of humanity. I think. I'll and let You let me know if, he, if wrong. I mean, he has his doubts about, but he has his doubts about a lot of things, like AI, he has his doubts about the government, he has his doubts about uh, the legitimacy of a lot of, of a lot of different things. I like the guy, I really do, and I think ultimately somebody like him might spearhead some real change in the world. I think now, I mean, there, I mean, obviously, I have some philosophical people that I think are, are true value to the world, like Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan. But scientifically, there's guys like Brett Weinstein and Eric Weinstein, uh, Rhonda Patrick found my fitness. Uh, and then there's technically, technology-wise, I think it would be Elon. I think that would go to Elon. And the work that he's doing to create a, a complete satellite linking system that could break the, the, break the chokehold that a lot of the cable companies have on us. Because the more money that Elon and the more access that Elon gets, the more of a threat he becomes to these institutions that have been mob controlling these neighborhoods for so long so i think that ultimately he is uh someone to look up to i think he is there's so many other people you could be looking up to i think truly someone that we can all agree on at least i hope elon is the person to look up to overall he's a free thinker he thinks something and he goes after it he's a dreamer He's super creative. He's uber driven. So what else would you want from a person? So we are at 33 minutes. Uh, I was going to talk about scientists surprised about us. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Some an update on McDonald's. Oh, uh, I'll get to not next Wednesday. I'll review knives out the new Ryan Johnson uh, mystery comedy. Uh, review the uh, DJI Mavic Mini, the uh, small drone that just came out from DJI this past year. And uh, Q&A will be coming up on next Wednesday. Until then, you can find me on all social media, uh, iTunes, and then you can also subscribe to this podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, uh, CastBox, anywhere where podcasts are available. And of course you could download or stream it directly from my website, positive sarcasm.com. 
which you can also uh, donate to. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any of the amounts appreciated. If you want to actually uh, start using the Robinhood app and start getting some of them dividend payouts, yo, you can go ahead and just click on the Robinhood referral banner on my contact page. Just go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the contact page, and there's a Robinhood referral banner and a Cash App referral banner. Click on those. You'll get a free stock from, well, who knows from where. You'll get a free stock from Robinhood once you fund your account. And I'll get a free stock as well. And believe me, it helps. It's free money. Take advantage of it. Uh, but until then, you can also find me on social media. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And, of course, on YouTube. Until then, thank you all for listening, watching, subscribing. This has been Sunday Leftovers. And I will talk to you all on Wednesday. Recorded here from the Spare Part Studios. Ready? This has been a positive sarcasm presentation. Okay, York. Draft of 1917, a man from Tennessee Overseas through the trenches he went From the land of the free Into war he brought two things along
To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.